Now, what would be that one piece of motivation that the two of you would give to the up-and-coming artist who wants to stay as a musician and does not want to conform to society's expectations of how to make it and be successful in life? Man, do it. <laughs> do it. <laughs> Just do it. That's it. Yeah. Look, the biggest podcast where you can learn them lessons. Line for line where you can learn from different sections. Made it out the mud, come tell your story, blessings. Never know who listening, never know who stressing. Divine gave you a voice, come speak your honest truth. Line for line, go ball for ball, it's up to you. Wanna talk sports, gov, and politics? Wanna talk about where you from and your accomplishments? The line for line is really where you need to be. A platform that's really made for folks like you and me. You can find it all no matter what you seek. Whether you calling or you listening, tune in every week. All right. And just like that, we're back on another episode of Line for Line. I have two very special guests in the building. I will let them introduce themselves to the world. Uh, my name is Gina Marie, and... My name is Paul Hoskins. And we are the founding members of the local Kenosha band, Would You Kindly? Would You Kindly. So just tell us a little bit about how you got started with that. Uh, so we went on a date. Turned out we were both musicians. We met online. Oh, wow. And uh, turned out we were both musicians, and he knew of a really great open mic at uh, Sassy Bees in downtown Kenosha. Mm-hmm. And we went and played some really terrible covers. Um, really oh, terrible covers. about four covers. years ago now? Almost four years ago. And... Uh, we like music, and we both have been musicians. I've been in bands my whole life. He's played in bands and played music his whole life. And so we're like, well, why don't we just keep playing these open mics? And that's kind of how not only our relationship started, but the band started. So they were like, well, you need a band name. There's more than one of you. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, uh, would you kindly? Yeah. And they're like, all right, cool. And that's how Would You Kindly was born. It was born out of open mics and impulse. And then we got offered our first gig at Rustic Road. Mm-hmm. Um when it was myself, Paul, and we had met a violin player playing at open mics, and the three of us played acoustic, and he played a kick drum with his foot, and we just played this three-hour show, and then it was like someone put a brick on a gas pedal, mm-hmm. and it's just been a forward trajectory ever since, and it's been a really wild but awesome three and a half years. Oh, wow. Yeah. So So just tell us a little bit about growing up. Obviously, that's a two-part question, because there's two guests. <laughs> But just tell us a little bit about growing up and what the music culture was like for you growing up, like who you listened to, maybe instruments that you played. Sure. You go first. Oh, man. All right. Well, here's your next hour of this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, I don't know. Growing up, I grew up out in the county of Kenosha, out in uh, Silver Lake, and I went to uh, Wilmot High School. And um, I played music since I was in kindergarten. My mom started me and all of my sisters when we were growing up. As soon as we hit kindergarten, my mom had us in piano lessons immediately, whether we liked it or not. I promise that none of us <laughs> did when we started. We, uh, most, of us, most of us quit when we hit eighth grade playing piano. Only one of my sisters kept going, and she actually took over for our piano teacher for a while and um, still now plays occasionally and will help me out with some things when I, uh, when I need some assistance because I've lost my touch with the piano. But that's how I started. I played that for about eight years. The piano. Yep. Um, and uh, after four years of playing the piano, once I hit fourth grade, I um, picked up percussion in the school in the school band. Um, contrary to all of the all of the instructors telling me that I should play something else, they really liked me playing the trombone. Apparently, I could play that pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> but I really wanted to hit things. That was where I was at. Yeah. Um, so I did that, and I started picking up playing uh, snare drum, bells, anything that you could hit. I was playing that for all of the uh, choirs and everything, and um, 
hit uh, jazz band in fifth grade and started playing drums and actually getting to improvise and train with our actual drum teacher. We had a we had an in school drum teacher that uh, was just incredible. His nice. name was Mr. Varhula. Um, nice. Uh, played uh, up until about seventh grade. I was doing that, and then I picked up guitar and I kept playing both. Then at that point, I was playing both guitar and drums. And I've been doing that ever since. Jazz band, marching band, whatever band I could get into. It didn't matter what style I played in. Weird metal bands. I played in a lot of metal bands. That's what I grew up listening to. I, you know, my first favorite <laughs> band was Iron Maiden. You know, hair metal and stuff like that. So that's what I would learn how to play. But I mean, I didn't care if somebody was asking me to come and play funk or ska, punk bands, mm-hmm. metal bands, rock, country. I don't care. I'll I'll play whatever. If somebody's willing to jam and teach me something, I'm I'm here to go. I want to learn how to play and I want to learn how to do something better. Yes. There is something to take from every style of music and that is the biggest thing i learned as a drummer is um i really like improvising because it it really teaches me a lot of different things to do you know you play one style of music long enough you get stuck into this same exact pattern over and over and over again and it gets it gets old after a while but you go and start playing jazz and then go back to playing metal Mm -hmm. you got a lot of new tricks in your bag that your your bandmates don't expect you know but then, yeah, once I met her, that's when I really started picking up my guitar again. I stopped playing for a little while in college and picked it up when I started, when I, when I met her, I was playing covers and she wanted to sing and I'm thinking like, all right, it's been about five years since I've been in a band and trying to play something, but I'd really like to get back out there and start doing it again. Yes, sir. Yeah. Me, it's, I have a very different music history. I've been singing my whole life and no that's way. about it. My mom was saying that I was singing before I was talking <laughs> and I started with old school country music. Wow. Um, and, you know, the first song I ever learned the words to was I Try to Think About Elvis by Patti Loveless, <laughs> shortly followed by a Notorious B.I.G. song. But that was because no of my oldest no. yeah. <laughs> uh, Hypnotize. There's actually Notorious B.I.G. right there behind you, one of his albums. Yes. Yeah. yeah, my sister yeah. listened to a lot of that music. She's eight years older than me. And so I was going between country music with my mom, hip hop, rap, pop music with my sister. And my dad was very into ACDC, Metallica. Um, music. So as I was growing up, I've, I've always been a singer. I've been singing my whole life. I don't play an instrument. I can pluck on a piano to like help me read sheet music. Mm-hmm. But I never really, I don't have that diversified. Every other member of the band does. I don't. Um, I really hone my skill in singing. I've sung opera, jazz, Broadway, country, pop, rock. Um, really tried my hand at just about everything. Um, I've directed choirs. I've been in show choirs um musically that's been my biggest passion is singing yeah um and how that can translate into movement i was a dancer and a dance instructor for a long time oh wow yeah so i taught everything yeah i i've done i've had a lot of dreams and a lot of passions and i tried really hard to pursue them all but the one that stuck with me through everything was music and was by the time i got to college i had an instructor who was probably the first one to believe in me on my own Mm-hmm. Um, not as a part of a choir, as a backup, but really as a solo voice. And he thought that I had something really valuable to say. And so he pushed me a lot to write my own music and start exploring the words inside of my own head. And so I write all the lyrics for Would You Kindly, other than one song at this point, I've written all the lyrics. And that was one of the most powerful things for me was to find my voice in a world where we're mostly just screaming into a void. Social media, you're screaming into a void. And I felt like I really had something I could say. And this person really inspired me to keep doing that. 
I don't. I think if I had gone to any other school, I don't know if I'd be doing this right now. Oh wow! And I went to culinary school. <laughs> so you can cook. I can cook. Yeah. You can sing. Uh, you can play a little bit of instruments. Play. Is there anything you can't do? Whistle. Oh my god. <laughs> That has been the running joke since college is that I can't whistle. <laughs> I, uh, if it helps you feel any better, I can't whistle either. Hey. And it wasn't until I was an adult until I learned how to snap. So nice. There, there's a bunch of things yeah. that I didn't know either. There's a lot of things I don't know how to do, but the things I do know how to do, I'm really passionate about. Even if I'm bad at them. I can't draw, but I like to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, I try to pursue all of the passions because life's too short to not yeah and you know meeting him i had stopped making music for probably about six years before we met i had a very bad experience it's what we wrote our recent album about and um he helped me find my voice again the band that we play with would you kindly i mean they helped me find my voice again which was a really beautiful thing our first song we actually um re basically refurbished one of her original band songs she took the same lyrics and i took the chords and basically rewrote the song we kept yeah. the we kept the lyrics but changed the melodies changed the rhythms changed mm-hmm. everything else about it now yeah. when it comes to music what would you say has been the hardest part of the journey for you guys individually and collectively <laughs> that's a good one those are uh, probably very different answers for each of us right um there's a lot of fear and rejection that goes into it but the hardest part for me is because i don't play an instrument Mm -hmm. feeling like i can't do it on my own and i've struggled with that for a really long time that i'm a singer but i can't play anything so either i'm doing karaoke or i'm not doing anything and um that was one of my biggest problems in the band i was in before this um my previous band member assaulted me and so i left the band and we wrote an album about it and it was a the the album would you kindly wrote is about that the aftermath and going through that but i spent a really long time not believing i could do it on my own and that was the biggest struggle for me in music it wasn't learning the notes and learning how to sing it was finding or finding within myself that I am strong enough without anybody else. You know, there's always support systems and people there to help you, but being okay with being enough, whatever that means, um, was a really hard battle. And it's still sometimes a hard one to fight. Um, I I still can't play an instrument, so I'm still very reliant on the people I make music with. And Mm -hmm. I think it's a beautiful thing. and It's a beautiful connection to have with people, but also that's a big fear for me. What about you? Oh, I wish I could come up with something <laughs> profound and meaningful. Oh, my God. <laughs> but uh, I guess for me, it's mostly just nobody tells you to pursue your dreams in as a kid to, to do music. That's not a thing that, like, is a is – a, you know, you grow up here, and that's not a that's not a job you can you can get when you're older. It's, it's same, always about what's going to pay. You. Right, you're right. That's not going to pay you. That's not a real that's not a real job. That's not a real thing you can do with your life. And sure, they might be right. We don't make our money off of doing this, yeah. but it is a passion that we now pursue, and our jobs pay for us to do this thing that we actually care about. Which is, I guess, that was the hardest thing for me to come over. That's kind of why I stopped doing it during college because I was going to school for engineering and I was thinking that's what I was going to do with my life and you know what I don't have time for music I'm working and going to school that's what I'm doing I don't have time to pick up my guitar when I get home because I'm going right to bed so I can get back up and do it again in the morning but now at this point my my job is it's important but it's secondary to my to my music career because I want this is what I want to do this is what makes me happy my job 
pays for what I want to do. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. big facts. Yeah, that's that's a big thing for most of us in the band. The band doesn't pay <clears throat> us. Band pays for itself, pays for recording, mm-hmm. some equipment, but not our personal stuff. Yeah, you know, but like batteries for the sound system and shit like that. One Excuse our, me, stuff like that. <laughs> you're good. You're good. Uh, you know, it, when our when one of our cables breaks, we'll we'll get a new one with the band fund. The band pays for its own merch. You know, when it comes to our branded picks or our t-shirts, our our sweatshirts, stuff like that, that's all paid out of the band fund. But we do that so that the band members don't have to bring their own money into it. Mm. We may not get paid out, but we don't have to pay to play. That's yeah. awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Now, what would be that one piece of motivation that the two of you would give? To the up-and-coming artist who wants to stay as a musician and does not want to conform to society's expectations of how to make it and be successful in life. Man, do it. <laughs> do it. <laughs> Just do it. That's, it, it, it. If it is what makes you happy, that's what matters. I don't even care. Like she said earlier, I don't care if you're bad at it. Yeah. Some of my favorite musicians are not good at what they do, but they're a whole lot of fun, man. I've played in a lot of terrible bands that I will never show footage of because I sounded awful. But man, I was having a great time. Yeah. It was just fun. It was it's fun. It's worth it. And you you learn a lot, you meet a lot of people. It's what makes you happy. Go for it. The real thing about music is that it connects people mm-hmm. across languages, across cultural lines. Every line there there can be music can cross that. It's a beautiful thing and it's a powerful thing. Good, bad, or indifferent, do it. And I, I agree. I was going to say, just do it. It it doesn't have to. If you want it to be your career, you got to fight for it. And there will be more rejection than you know what to do with. And you keep going. Mm-hmm. Because at some point, someone's going to say yes. I can't say music's going to pay your bills. But I can say that you can make music mm-hmm. a job, a thing that you do with your life. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be. You don't have to be super famous and on the top 100 charts to be a musician you have to love music to be a musician you have to show up to your local open mics you have to show up for the bands that play around you and they'll show up for you yeah and that is the most beautiful thing is that community here in kenosha we have a huge music community we wouldn't have gotten started without the open mics you know they gave us an opportunity and they gave us the support to keep going um Every time it got hard and every time that, you know, we were like, I don't know if we're going to keep doing this, but we like doing it, but it's a lot of work. And they're like, yeah, it's a lot of work. Yeah. It's a lot of work. Yeah. Don't stop working because art is just as important as anything else we do in this world. It saves people's lives. It's, well. it's that over glorified idea of the grind everybody you always got to be grinding to to get your to get your bread you know that kind of bs but it's if it's something you actually enjoy doing it doesn't feel like a grind no you have those days where it is it's busy but you know what as soon as you get there and you start doing it man it's worth it it's worth it it doesn't feel like you know the grind is your day job Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm Cause everybody, everybody's looking for that three thirty <laughs> going home, but you get home and you're busy doing stuff you actually enjoy. It's yeah. Listen, yeah. you get have, off early than anyone I've ever met. And I worked hard to get this job. <laughs> I used to work night shift. I'm done with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's actually been brought to my attention that you two brought a little tune for us here at Line for Line. Yeah. Yes, yeah. sir. We are ready for that and see what you got before we close out. All right. All right. Let's do it. 
I'm going to go on my little Instagram live just to see how many people are active. Go for it. Out of my almost 2,000, I have 1,500 active right now. put this out as we get ready to close out is there anyone that you guys want to shout out out there in the world that might be watching very much so uh our bandmates so there's five of us that take that stage every time we play and we play all the time miss haven wells miss b haven daniel harrison our bassist megan weaver our violin player and our manager josh mags we wouldn't be able to do this without them and um we're really grateful to get to take the stage with them all the time Next time will be February 4th at Fusion and February 5th up in Milwaukee for our first show there. So up at Anodyne Coffeehouse. So they'll be the ones that I want to say, you know, thank you guys for doing this with us all the time. You, yeah. you are it. <laughs> and where could those followers find you guys at on socials? 
at Would You Kindly Band. That's on Facebook, Instagram, and our website, which has merch, show dates, all those things. WouldYouKindlyBand.com. And just like that. Oh, did you have something to say, sir? I was just going to say merch like this sweet t-shirt that our ba- our drummer actually designed this whole thing. There you go. And yeah. just like that, we are all wrapped up with Line for Line. You calling, are you listening? Tune in every week. Line for Line. Oh, yeah, I'm going Line for Line.